Welcome to the Digital Marketing and Website Podcast by Mercados. We are your hosts, Alex and Anne Centeno. Even though things on the web keep changing and evolving, over the years we've been able to learn and implement successful evergreen strategies that we're going to share with you in this podcast. For the last 20 years, we have been using digital marketing to help businesses succeed. Together, we'll learn how to attract more qualified customers using the web. If you're ready, we're ready. Let's get started. Today, we're going to be talking about five digital tips to grow your business. And what we thought is like, uh, you know, as a business owner, you have so many things that you need to do. You have to um, deal with, uh, the office and like, uh, employment and you have to deal with, uh, getting things ready. If you're a plastic surgeon, for example, you would have to, uh, do the operations themselves. If you are a real estate agent, you have to do the showings and so on and so forth. And so, uh, you have kind of these two hats that you're wearing, the one that is the hat of the business owner and the one that is the actual person that executes in, in the business, for example, real estate or plastic surgery. And so uh, we wanted to talk about uh, five digital tips to grow your business so that uh, you don't have to worry so much about the marketing side of things. But uh, of course, you have to still worry about the implementation in your business. So does that sound like a good plan? I'm on it. Awesome. All right. Well, let's start with number one. Uh, create a professional website. Um, do you think, uh, first of all, I would like to, to ask you, what, what do you think of the importance of having a professional website? I, I think these days it has to be standard. I mean, standard practice. Um, it just, it's such a representation of your business, of how serious you kind of take your business. Um, it's where people go. If you have a business and you don't have a website, it, people don't feel like you're legitimate. Um, I hope that doesn't step on toes, but um, that's just the truth. If a person goes to a website and they're trying to find out more about you, especially if it's something I would say medical health related, um, and they just see something that's not very professional. There's um, misspellings. Um, they can't find the information they need. It looks outdated. The last post was 2003. You know, they're going to think like, okay, are they keeping up to date on best practice for medicine? Or, you know, are they really taking this serious? Um, so I, I think these days... It, First of all, you need a website. Second of all, if you have a bad website or an unprofessional website, it can actually do you a lot of harm. So in my opinion, it's standard practice for any business now. You need a professional website that is, if you think about it in, in, in kind of older marketing, it's your billboard. It really is. Um, and it needs to be done well and, and right. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree with you. I think, uh, having a bad website is way worse than having no, no website. So if you have, it, it is important to have a website. I agree with you, 
very important, uh, especially in 2022. We, uh, because of the pandemic and everything that is happening as a society, everybody is using the web way more than they used to. And uh, traditional channels of marketing are working less effectively. So digital marketing is incredibly important. So uh, I agree with you, everybody needs a website, but that and having a bad website, you don't want that to yeah. to be the case even if you have like one page on your website Agreed. so you can start with one single page and it actually is a good page then that's much better than having like a, a bad website something that is not well designed etc doesn't work properly um but one thing that i see a lot is that sometimes uh businesses design a good website to start with and then over time a lot of hands get in there and like the business owner does something and then like a marketing agency does something else. And then they hire a webmaster that doesn't know, you know, what it's the like other a one's looking. Of- <laughs> exactly. So everybody's doing different things. Right. And, uh, and the, what we call that in, in the website design world is it ends up like a Franken site. It's like this weird thing and it actually ends up hurting the brand, right? Because like, it doesn't look good and, and people can notice. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and there are all sorts of things that evolve from that. Uh, for example, at the beginning, the business may use their own images. And so they have a photographer and everything is looking really good. And over time they have to create articles and blog posts and whatnot. And so they start just using stock photography Mm-hmm. And that starts evolving badly because like the selection of the stock photography starts being really kind of, you know, secondary and it evolves into something that doesn't look good. And so you want to look professional. You let, you want to have a website that reflects your brand. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that is a, a, a good, a good, well-presented website. And that works well. I mean, you have some experience with bad websites, right? The other day we were talking about uh, the Target website, which is yeah. a great website. I, yeah. I, I'm not going to say this, it's not a good website. But... We're big Target fans. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, well, you, primarily you are. I, I'm... <laughs> I'm not so much, but tell me a little bit about the filter that you were talking about with right. uh, Target. So on the website, when you are trying to go through the filter and say you are looking for something in a specific color, say, I want to stick with grays and blacks and blues, those colors, I was looking for pillows specifically. Um, So when you go to click on it, you hit black and then it populates. Then you have to go back in to hit blue and then it populates and you can go through and hit, I want black, blue, and gray and move on about your shopping. It's really annoying to me (laughs) and it takes a lot of time. And, you know, we just, that's one of the reasons why so many of us online shop and different things, because we don't have time and we need to narrow it down quickly. And I think if they would make that small adjustment, people would actually probably buy more, um, and be able to find obviously what they're looking for a lot quicker. Um, and just make the overall experience a better one. It's a small thing. It's a pet peeve of mine. It irritates me every single time. <laughs> and yes. I should probably contact target and just let them know. Cause they're pretty receptive. So, 
Um, well, and, and it's very simple to fix, you know, from a right. clinical perspective to add a button that is the one that uh, initiates the filter instead of just having what we call Ajax be the one. So when you select black or blue or gray, instead of like immediately filtering, you can just wait for the person to say apply filters and then it would just do the whole thing. But, right. but yeah, so that's a perfect example of like one of those things that it would be so easy to fix. And, uh, and again, it's a good website from target. Uh, but one of those features that could make them significantly more money just by changing that. So excellent professional website. Uh, and then just summarizing, uh, better to have even one page of good website than to have a bad website. The, um, the important concept here is that whether it's fair or not, uh, people relate what you do on your website with what you do in your business. And so if your website looks terrible, they immediately uh, doubt that your business can actually do what you do best. So, so that's uh, what happens with that. Um, second one, SEO, social media marketing. So why is SEO important or why would that actually helping in one way or another? Let, let's, let's divide them. Let's talk about yeah. SEO first and then let's do about uh, social, social media marketing. So SEO is the primary way in which people visit websites. 85% of all traffic uh, to regular websites comes from Google. And so whether you like it or not, you have to pay attention to what Google is doing, how they're indexing, crawling, uh, and ranking your website. And so SEO becomes like a really, really important thing. And so uh, if you have, I'm sorry, say that. They are the gatekeeper. Exactly. Exactly. And, and they're so important that you can't just uh, get upset with Google and (laughs) <laughs> and say, I'm not going to do this unless you have like really a big budget to be buying ads and, and doing other stuff. Like Google is really, really uh, the gatekeeper. Exactly. So SEO becomes like a really important thing. You don't have to hire a really expensive SEO agency to do link building to start with. Cause I totally understand also for small business owners, there's so many things to do at the beginning. So if you're starting with your business, you can start on your own. So you do the, you do the website and then you're going to start writing articles uh, and just including the keywords and just uh, talking about what your business does for clients. That's a great place to start. And you want to do it somewhat aggressively at first. So you want to have, I don't know, maybe a hundred pieces of, of content by the end of the year. So that for some people is not aggressive at all. And uh, for some people to sit down and write, it feels like uh, they're writing papers for school. So obviously that's not uh, an, an enticing thing, but but you want to uh, have some content on on your site. So that's the, the first part. Um, obviously, that's not going to be very competitive. And uh, you probably, once you do that stage of the beginning of things, you might want to contact someone that does it professionally for you. Um, but having said that, SEO is an important component. So pay attention to the SEO. The, the second thing is social media marketing. That's super simple and straightforward. I think that everybody does that naturally. Uh, Business owners 
almost traditionally do that. Like they open a Facebook uh, page for their business. They open a Twitter account. They uh, create a YouTube channel. So all of those things happen almost naturally. And you get some links from doing that. So you're getting like SEO value and you're doing somewhat of a, a social media interaction with your potential users. You want to do things that um, increase your engagement. And so you want to not just post, you know, uh, what happens in the office, for example, but you want to increase uh, what uh, people are perceiving from your business, more likes, more followers. If someone asks a question, you want to engage them and just uh, kind of get a conversation going. So that's kind of the beginning of it. Of course, over time, you'll find that that doesn't really lead to a, a lot of business by itself, but it actually makes you look social. And those connections and those networks are going to help your business in the long run. So it's a very slow process, but you want to do it. And uh, and then the next natural step is how do I do it faster and better? And of course, there's automation and things like that that we can do uh, so that, you know, first of all, you don't have to spend a whole lot of time, but I saw this uh, marketing professional, Gary V. I don't know if you've heard of him, Gary V. but basically he was saying that uh, if you're just starting, you probably want to be posting around 25 to, to 30 times, I think 25 to 27, he said, uh, times a day. Uh, and I was like, man, that's like pretty aggressive. You know, imagine like yeah. 27 posts a day on Facebook, for example, that alone is like pretty aggressive. So uh, you want to be aggressive for sure, but, uh, but you don't have to do everything on your own. So you can actually get the help from someone else. The third one is email marketing. So, um, do you, do you check your email still, or are you in the phases where you just don't pay attention to email anymore? Me? Oh, yeah. of course I check my email. It's right. how I connect. I mean, that and text mainly. I mean, it's a busy, busy world. So yeah, email is primarily how I connect with people. But how, how many pieces of spam do you think you get a day? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so so we I get so much email? spam. Hmm? Should I show you the number of my emails? <laughs> no, please, please don't. Please don't. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, even though we get a lot of spam and you don't want to be spamming with your own business to emails, you know, uh, it is important to create email marketing campaigns and uh, the channel itself because email, what it has is that it allows you to be in control of the conversation. Mm -hmm. So if I want to talk with a push marketing strategy rather than just pulled rather than just waiting there for someone to come to my website and, and check out what I have to offer. Instead, I can actually push and send them uh, a message and say, Hey, uh, I was wondering how did the, how did this go with uh, the product that you purchased from us? Or uh, did you enjoy your service or things like that? You know, things that you would think uh, are small in the great scheme of, of digital marketing, but being able to initiate the conversations is really, really important. I think email marketing is very important. I, I know from personal experience, when 
it's say businesses that are selling things and they have sales and different things. Obviously they get me. I spend more money because I see there's a sale. Um, but also with offices, (laughs) with doctor offices and anytime, you know, it's, uh, um, an experience like that. When someone sends a follow-up email saying, how was your experience? Will you, you know, answer a few questions? And it's really just a few questions. You know, they're not taking 15 minutes out of my day to do this, but it shows that they care about what they're doing, your experience. And they're just letting you know, like you're important to me. And I, I, I think that that is important. It creates a relationship that that you might not really have if you didn't do the follow-up. So I think, I think those things are important. Um, just in this day and time doing something a little bit extra. Um, and it does benefit you things about your business, you know, things that you might need to implement or change or, you know, all of those things, um, while also helping the client to feel seen and valued. Exactly. I, I agree 100%. Obviously, you don't want to go 27 pieces of email a day, right? Like sure. in social media. Uh, but uh, yeah, you want to stay in contact with, with your uh, potential clients. Super easy to implement too. In your uh, website, you can just have a form that uh, collects all the emails and then you connect that to an email marketing platform. Uh, hundreds of them out there. So I'm not going to even like go into... Uh, the specifics of which one to choose, but um, uh, just very easy to connect a form that asks for their name and their email. You don't want to go into uh, what brought you to this website and comments. And so, so you're going to get like very bad traffic, but um, just having your asking for, for the name and the email, and then you add them to the mailing list. And then you just, every so often you, you send some information that is valuable for them. And that's the key thing there. You don't want to be just sending automated things that just are spammy in nature that they, that no one wants to see. So the thing to think about is how can I add value to my users with this? I think it's always quality, quality over quantity. When you're talking about any type of marketing, if you're doing a thousand things, but they're poor quality, they're not going to have an effect like a few solid, well thought out, um, strategies. It's just, and then you're wasting people's time <laughs> and they don't, they don't open or they don't look at what you're sending. Cause they, they are just like, Oh, this is something else. Unsubscribe, please. Exactly. People learn very quickly. They might actually look at the first one. And then the second one is the same thing that like you're not really adding value. You're not adding anything to the equation. Then they just block yeah. it out completely. Yeah. And we all do that. Yeah. Um, American Idol, which actually is coming back. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't so even American- know it was on. I didn't know it was off. <laughs> so I switched to the voice, but yeah. Okay. So, so they, they're, they're coming back. Okay. They're coming back, but they did this research and they noticed that people uh, just faced out during the commercial breaks. Like all the ads were just completely useless because people were investing all this money, but no one was seeing the investment in the advertising or the advertisements mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. 
And what they discovered was that if they incorporated the ads inside of the the theme or the topic that they were doing in American Idol that day, that people uh, reacted a lot more to the presence of the brands. And so I don't know if you remember, you would see like the contestants actually getting on a Ford uh, mm-hmm. and like getting in the, in the back of a F-150 and like, they, they were just like incorporating inside of the show that were incorporating the brands and, and obviously Pepsi glasses, they're drinking out of Pepsi glasses. Sure. Yeah, exactly. So all of those things, incorporating the message and the valuable things, like people are there for the show. So incorporating what is valuable, the show with the advertising is where the key uh, lies as opposed to just kind of separating them and just doing advertising by itself because it doesn't work. All right. Um, mobile friendly sites. Yeah. Make sure, make sure your site is mobile friendly. So um, I would say right you know, now what, I, what I'm seeing. I'm mm-hmm. oh, sorry. I didn't mean no, to interrupt. No. I was going to ask if you know the stats of like, how many people use their phone to browse? Do you have any stats on that? I feel like you would. The yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I was going to talk about that. Not a specific, not, not a specifics, but, um, and it ranges from different uh, industries too. So sure. that's a little bit difficult, but I would say that from two years to now, things have changed dramatically and now, you know, more, uh, people are using their phones rather than desktops, which used to be the other way around. You would like see uh, across the board in analytics, you would see most people visiting from desktops and then a good amount right. visiting from mobile devices. But now I think it's, it's good to say that the majority of people are visiting websites from their mobile device. And so that creates this idea that uh, we have talked in the web design world for a while, which is uh, mobile friendly first uh, mm-hmm. or mobile design first. And, and that means like when you're getting ready to design a website, starting with a smaller screen first and then getting uh, bigger in terms of the, right. uh, the design for bigger screens. Uh, what we call that in the industry is responsive design. So you want to be responsive. In other words, if someone is visiting your website with a small screen, then it looks great. If it's a tablet, if it's a desktop, if it's a 4K TV, in all of those types of screens, your website is looking great. Uh, but primarily the recommendation or the tip is make sure that your site is mobile friendly. You don't want to miss out on that. Uh, five years ago, that wasn't an important consideration. Um, about seven years ago, it wasn't even in the radar of anybody because, um, even the iPhone, I think was coming out or something like that. So people didn't really think about the importance of, uh, mobile devices and how they've changed our lives. But if you think about it, everybody is walking around with a computer on their pocket today. And they're just uh, a moment away from visiting your site or having a question answered by Google. And, uh, and you could be the response for that question. And if it looks good, then they might end up doing business with you. If it doesn't, then as quickly as they arrive, they'll leave and go they'll to your leave. competitor Absolutely. to the one that actually is like mobile friendly. So Super easy to do. You just, uh, if you're designing a website uh, yourself, make sure that you start with the mobile version first. And if you're hiring a professional designer, 
and hopefully it's a professional, um, they'll start with mobile anyway. So, so they'll understand the importance of doing mobile first. Um, and with that comes like all the complexities of, and we don't have to get too technical with this, but like you don't want to just transform your website into the mobile version and that's it. Uh, you want to make sure that if you're serving big images, then when it's in a mobile device, then like you're serving smaller images because obviously the internet uh, and the screen are, uh, the, the internet is a little bit, uh, you're not going to have 5G everywhere. And then the, the size of the images, you, you don't need a 1600 pixel wide image uh, for a device that has a screen of 480 pixels wide. So. Right. So making sure that your images and the configuration of your content is actually uh, showing up properly for those devices as well. So that's kind of important. And then the last one that we have is using content marketing to attract more potential customers. And that goes with the SEO part too. Uh, but basically what you want is, is to write content. Um, we are seeing a lot of benefits with video itself. So uh, video podcasts like this one or uh, doing a YouTube channel, all of those things are very beneficial. I heard someone saying like, people would think always, my goodness, I should have started my YouTube channel uh, seven <laughs> years ago. And in seven years, people are going to be like, man, I should have started my YouTube channel 14 years ago. So you don't want to be that person. You don't want right. to be left behind. So if you have a business, start your YouTube channel. You, you don't have to start big, that's for sure. Uh, one, of, one of the things that I see with some of our clients is that when you start, you get one or two views for a video, for a video and that's kind of discouraging to folks. You know, you just uh, you put out all this effort and all this video and you're not very comfortable uh, in front of the camera and all these things, right? All this complexity. And you do all of that only to get one view and it's your mom, the one that you send, <laughs> you send the video to your mom and she Thanks, didn't even, she didn't <laughs> you even, always pull through, <laughs> but she doesn't watch the whole thing either. She just kind of right. clicks and goes like, I, I, I watched it. I watched so, the video. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So, um, it's discouraging, but don't get discouraged because, yeah. uh, it's, it's a matter of volume too. So you have to, over time, as long as you're putting out content that is beneficial, then over time you'll get results. You'll get a following. You'll get people that actually uh, think that you're benefiting the web by putting content out there. Because you don't want to be the kind of person that just puts things out there that you found somewhere else or that uh, really don't add value or like ads by themselves. Like you don't want to film yourself just saying an ad that wouldn't work at all. And you, I guess everybody would know that, but I've seen it done. So it's probably right. a good thing to say it. So, so yeah, they're left better, you know, to the professional to kind of help you get started. I feel like that's an area where people have a lot of trouble. It's very daunting knowing where to get started. And so that's when, you know, a marketing um, company can really help you kind of figure that out and guide you and, and create video for you if needed. Yeah. And, and I guess uh, the important part of using an agency too, is that you don't have to be limited to just video. You can actually do multimedia. So you can do audio, for example, a podcast would be a perfect example of just doing audio. You can do article creation, pod, podcasts, um, not podcast, um, 
uh, posts. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, all sorts of, of media that you can be doing through an agency rather than having to figure it out on your own. So, yeah. all right. And then let's close with three bonus tips uh, that are just uh, simple things to do. Number one is install analytics. That speaks for itself. You don't want to have a website and then not be able to measure how you're doing. So how would you know that you're improving if you don't measure anything? So if you want to uh, lose weight, the starting point has to be, well, how much do I weigh, right? Like you can't lose weight if you don't know how much you weigh because there has to be some sort of identifier, like measuring. (laughs) Yeah, there has to be some sort of thing like, okay, this is how I... I need to lose two pounds. Okay. You need to know where you're at right now. Right. So that's, that's, you could it. gain and then you wouldn't know, or you could lose and you wouldn't know because you don't know where you started. Right. Exactly. So, sometimes things can happen that can be detrimental and you need to know that, <laughs> you know, changes that you make and some can be really beneficial. So why, why be wasting time on things if they're not helping? Exactly. Exactly. So that's are good. <laughs> are you talking about cookies and that? Because I kind of saw like a little bit of a. No, number. I was talking about web. Oh, gotcha. I, I, I thought you were talking about cookies. <laughs> All right. Uh, number Another two. Podcast. Yeah. Number two, verify your site with Google Webmaster Console. Super simple. It's free. Google provides that platform for free. And it gives you some insight into how Google is looking at your website. So it tells you things like what pages have been crawled, what pages are in the index. It tells you if you have penalties. It tells you if it looked at the robots.txt file and if it was able to gather information from that and crawl your site from there. It tells you how many visits or how many clicks and impressions you're getting from each query. So when people enter something in Google, uh, that is related to your website and then ended up sending someone uh, or not even sending someone. So the person didn't even click. They actually just got the impression. In other words, Google showed your result. It, it shows you that information there. Why wouldn't you want that information? You yeah. know, it actually tells you what Google is looking at in your website. So that is free inspection. Free. Why not? Yeah, absolutely. The other cool thing about it is that you can compare within Google Webmaster Console, you can compare dates. So you can see if you're improving because you can say, okay, let's take a look at this month versus last month and see how we're doing uh, by query or by page. Right. Unbelievable. Unbelievable that people wouldn't use this yet or so far, but free. Just go to Google uh, uh, search.google.com slash search dash console and then you'll get to create an account for for your site the final one is big call to action buttons on your site ctas the famous cta call to action buttons basically they're buttons uh you know like we call them fancy things but CTAs are these big buttons that you have on your site and you want them to be not necessarily big. You know, it's not, it's not that they need to be enormous compared to the rest of your site. In fact, I probably wouldn't recommend that, but you want them to be big in the sense that they are noticeable. You don't want to get lost in the whole thing. Uh, I've seen some websites that they have like 
clickable everything. So you can click on anything and it takes you somewhere like else. A carnival. <laughs> it's like a carnival. Exactly. It's like you a can, carnival. <laughs> and you don't even know where you are. You don't know where you end up. And, uh, you don't even know why you arrived. <laughs> yeah. You, <laughs> well, <laughs> exactly. So, um, I, I could go into a tangent with that. Yeah, too. me too. <laughs> um, on. so Big you want, yeah, you want those, those CTAs to be clear. Yeah. Why, why is that important? Because you can direct, be a little bit more inviting or directing of your audience to what is the next step to take after reading this content. So if they arrive at your homepage, well, what is the logical next step uh, for you to take after arriving on my homepage? Maybe it is to learn more about my services. So you, be, you place a CTA about our services. So people read the content and they go to learn more about uh, your services. Um, an analogy with this is, is like you go on a date and uh, you sit down and you haven't even ordered your food. And then uh, you tell the person, uh, I love you. Would you marry me? Like that's out of place. Obviously the person <laughs> the like bachelorette. Or really more the bachelor, but yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like the bachelor. Oh. <laughs> just off. Just just on the show, that's where it works. But it, in the real world, it wouldn't work. And the reason is because the person is taking it back because you just sat down. This is our first date. You have, it's out of place. You just don't just go ahead and say, I, I love you, let's marry. It's not going to be well received. So you order the meal you kind of like talk about life and stuff. And then at the end of the date, you actually say, I love you. Would you marry me? Right. Uh, <laughs> so, so that there's a, a progression there to the relationship. There's something of value before. Right. Um, and by that date, what I mean is multiple dates. And what I mean is right. like sure, whatever, sure. whatever amount of time to develop the relationship, same thing with your website. So when people arrive to your website for the first time, they don't know about you and they have some problems that they're trying to fix in their own uh, lives and you are the solution or supposedly you are the solution. Yeah. And so they have to progress in the relationship with you to learn more about you. You're not just going to immediately say, uh, contact, pay here, those things don't <laughs> go well together, right? So develop right. the relationship. Now. Right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So you want to invite people to a relationship with your business. And over time, people will naturally follow that progression and trust you and find that you have solutions for the problems. And so they'll eventually, uh, yeah, send me the invoice, right? But that doesn't happen at the first moment. So right. that's kind of important. All right. Uh, if any of this made sense uh, for you and you're not interested in implementing these things on your own, then that's why Mercalus comes into the picture. So uh, we are an agency located in the Raleigh-Durham area in North Carolina, and our focus is to help business owners uh, attract more qualified customers to their businesses uh, without the need of hiring additional marketing staff. So check us out, mercados.com, M-E-R-K-A-D-O-S.com, or you can contact us at 888-525-8117. All right, that was a, a great second 
podcast episode, I think. Don't you think? Yeah. Thank you for talking web with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, until next week, we'll see you later. Great. Be well. Bye. Take care. Bye.